send me swinging. I love that song. You send me swinging. She know who else loves that song? Shaniqua. When I she sure does. You, I fall deeper in love. Hi, welcome to another episode of Emotionally Unavailable. I am your God-fearing, amazingly Southern Christian evangelical host, Nika. <laughs> and we're here to give you your blessing. <laughs> Because God's got a blessing on this side of the Mississippi with your name on it. All you have to do is call 1-877-Emotional for a small payment of $59.99 a month plus tax. You too can have your blessing. Come take a sip. Welcome to Emotionally Unavailable. A wine-influenced, uncensored podcast. Where you're free to be you and I'm free to be me. Emotionally. Views are our own and do not reflect those of our employers. Things said on this podcast are subject to change based on new and relevant information. You know what that's called? Growth. Hit me with your eyes. I ain't ever seen like I do. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is happening right now? I'm losing my mind. You're not making it any better because I'm supposed to be serious right now. Okay. <clears throat> Episode 12. We made it thus far. We made it. <laughs> Barely, but we here. Welcome to yet another episode of your favorite podcast with your favorite host. I'm Neek. And I'm T. Pull up a glass and pull up with us and let's dive right in. So today... For our first segment, Just the Sip, our little pop culture tea segment, we got a little politics. Mm. We had a lot go down. It was the Inagi, as Neek calls it. <laughs> I have to stop giving things nicknames because my friends really drag me when I do that. I have to. <laughs> Just stop. Just like, but like, look at the word inauguration. Why would I want to spell that all the time when I could just say inauguration? Inaugi. Okay. <laughs> it's cute. You know, I wanted to give the girls something cute for the summer. A little oh, bop. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just me being lazy. Don't tell my English teacher from high school. Mm. Um. Well, our, our good first lady, forever first lady, that's what y'all be calling her. M- Mama Michelle. She looked Auntie Michelle. I don't know. There's so many nicknames for her. Anyway, I'm just gonna call her Mommy Michelle, but right. not Mommy, mommy. like Mommy, like Mommy. Oh, Mamiana, like yes. Mamiana, cause okay. honey, she was looking good. She Lady. proved to us on inauguration day why she is the supreme Obama. Period. You really, I mean, I thought that from the jump. You know, she, well, she is the Supreme Obama. She will always be the Supreme Obama. Sorry, hundred black men of Atlanta, y'all just gonna have to deal with it. I'm done. <laughs> the yeah. fits was there. The hair was bouncing, pressed and laid. It's the bob for me. Stiff wear. Honestly, honestly, sis looked good. Her hairstylist in Arlington, I looked because I, I I actually used to go to that salon and oh. sis is booked 
sis is I want y'all to hear that as another example, exhibit C of Nika being real, real bougie. Anyway, what were you how, saying? How what? That's what we're doing? How is that bougie? Just saying. The black salon. You go to the same hair salon as Michelle Obama, really? That's fine. I think yeah. that was before she went there. I don't care. It's not like Michelle Obama's in the. It's not like she's in the salon when I go. She probably got got a picture of her up there. I'm sure. Yeah, it's nice though. It's it's, you know a black woman owned salon in Arlington, Mm -hmm. which is like virtually unheard of. But Homegirl is booked and busy. I'm sure she is. I mean, they were booked and busy before like it was one of those type of salons very very professional very posh like when you get there they're ready for you you're not waiting five hours for your appointment like so I expect nothing but the best and I was just scalped when I saw her hair I was like wow I miss getting all dolled up to go places that's like word it was the monochromatic look for me they were all looking good i i know that some people had an issue with kamala's um pantsuit but i honestly love purple and i just think it was so great that she was paying homage to shirley chisholm felt like that was beautiful even what's her girl um old girl dr biden honey let me tell you about dr jill dr jill be dressed if it's one yeah. thing, she, she let me tell you, it's two white women it's in this world. Jackie O. It's okay. two white women in this world that will dress. Nancy Pelosi <laughs> and uh. Dr. Jill Biden. And I say Nancy because I have never seen Nancy Pelosi without a bomb heel and a high one. That's a fact. Where's she from? She was she's from the rough streets of Baltimore, Maryland. Oh. I didn't know that. That's why she had like it. (laughs) But you know, she represents California. But yeah, she. I love that. I love that for her. Yeah, we love it. We love to see it. But yes, even when she had on the Kenta cloth in the infamous photo, she still had on some killer heels (laughs) that matched the Kenta cloth. That's why I couldn't be mad. I was like, I I could be mad at you, but look at your shoes. I think they were like uh-huh. a bright neon orange too. I was like, is that Jimmy Choo? Anyway. No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they all looked good. They were styling and profiling. Fist bumps was everywhere. You know, instead of the handshakes or the hugs, they was there was some really good photo ops that came out of that. Like, I can't wait to frame that one with Michelle, with, no, with Kamala and Barack where they fist bumping each other I just felt like that's like real poignant that's a that's one for the history books mm-hmm. or my very, future walls of my house very for the culture you know it what is. and I know y'all say what y'all want to say about Kamala Harris but let me tell you something I have nothing but respect for someone who is a first only different period yeah but we I gotta that make does a not... way somehow Exactly. But that does not absolve her from me 
criticizing certain things. I'm not always going to agree with decisions. I have not always agreed with decisions, but that's the power of democracy. The power of democracy allows for me to call you to carpet and question some things that you may, you know, decide to do if it doesn't meet the criteria for the betterment of society. But at the same time, I'm rooting for her because she represents so much to so many people, including me. Like she represents to me that me, a black woman in a divine non sorority from an HBCU can do anything, period. And I know she represents so much to so many different people because there are so many verticals that she intersects with, which is why intersectionality is so integral to the movement and why we have to make space for so many different types of individuals who meet several different intersections in life, period. Mm -hmm. See, we told y'all y'all was going to get a word. The Cash App link is in the bio. Anyway. (laughs) Bernie and his mittens was out there too. Y'all sending that meme around real fast. I know that everybody catch on to memes so quickly, but damn, I can't go a picture without seeing Bernie. (laughs) He's everywhere. He somehow ended up in my sorority headquarters. I'm I'm confused. (laughs) I just want to know how you got to 1734. Bernie is everywhere, but where we needed him to be. Making decisions. <laughs> That's a big fact. Big facts. It wasn't it like in the last presidential election where people was calling him out finally about the fact that he really don't be making decisions. He all he does is criticize. What is he supposed to do from Vermont, man? He's like his voting rate. Like everybody was state. like, but bruh, but bruh. <laughs> like he he has not introduced not not, not near a bill like that to the floor. <laughs> <sighs> we gonna we gonna keep working with him okay they're like feel the burn but i'm like where because where's the bill the bill the yeah, bill it's mighty cold. <laughs> the bill <laughs> we gonna work on there. him okay yeah <laughs> i but mean when i, I would have thought like him too if i had went through the bullshit that he went through to be honest with you in this election no on the last day one. this one what happened in this one to him Nothing. I think that a lot of people, a lot of, well, I guess it depends on what circles you're running in. A lot of people was for him and clearly it wasn't enough because he would have won. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm just, all I'm saying is, I let me tell you, you something. And I received that. <laughs> people will say they for something all day, every day, and then they will go. And vote for the exact opposite. That's a big fact. I wonder what would happen if we all were exposed for what we voted for. A lot of people would be getting divorced. Ooh. I mean, people. a lot of people are already getting divorced, but more people would be Sometimes I wish that this is like a very far away world. Like this is probably never going to happen. But I wish that politics didn't separate us so much i really wish that it could be like what them what some of them politicians be saying about how i think i heard like a quote the other day that part okay so former secretary of state colin powell he was on the news the other day and he was talking about how um basically 
he can kiki with his friends who are in policy but on the opposite end of the spectrum. He was talking about how under Obama's administration, he would be arguing with them folks in the same room and then they would leave the room and go golf. I feel like that's a very privileged thing to be able to do. And at the same time, I wish for that because, dang, why are politics got to be so divisive? Why do people I mean, have to be racist? It's, it's it's annoying. But I mean, there there was a time in American politics where people of opposite ends got along. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if they disagree fundamentally, they would still find a way to, to, to reach down the aisle and across the aisle for the betterment of the people. Right. And I hate to even call this person's name, but I would use Mitt Romney as an example. Yeah. After he lost his president presidential run. Whenever something is wrong and it does not make sense, he is the one of the three Republicans who will vote something down if, if mm. it even is brought to the floor by a Republican. He's not just going to go with the flow or the status quo because it's the, of the same party. Right. If something that a Democrat brings to the floor and it makes more sense, he's going to vote for it. I, just I use that as an humanity example. Humanity should be brought back into the politics because honestly, I'm tired of these folks just, you know, turning things down like old girl Susan Collins, who felt like it was okay to be like, we don't need another stimulus package because we haven't seen what the last one has done for people yet. Can we just wait for that? It's like, girl, like, People are dying still. People still don't have food on the table. People still don't know how they're going to pay their rent next month because they still don't have a job because of this pandemic that we are very much so still in. So I don't understand, like, being like... Because she comes with privilege and she's speaking from her vantage point of privilege. It's very easy for you to say that you don't see the impact that this is making on people's lives, right? Because you a uh, 1400 bucks to you is your monthly country club fee right whereas 1400 bucks to someone else could be the difference between being on the street and and, and the light bill and and grocery and certain things not being able to afford so I also think that people just should not be able to become rich off of being a senator. You got no. senators that go into, you know, their office and they could be a former attorney where they already made a great amount of money and then they leave and they are multimillionaires. That part. That's wild. An example being old dude from Kentucky. I just think as a public servant leader you should know that you're serving the people. I'm not saying that that should come at a a lower cost necessarily, but you being a millionaire and there's still people in your state who are living on the street unwillingly. Don't Majority of your state, Mitch McConnell. Hmm. hmm. I don't Majority know why they go to him and again. He don't give a fuck about them. Majority of his state lives in poverty. He does not give a fuck about them. I really would love to know what the reason was for voting him in again. 
I think one of the largest counties in Kentucky has a poverty rate of above 30%. Oh, my God. I would be so embarrassed if I were him. And you ask why they voted him in because he he because the person who ran against him was a woman. Ugh. And she wasn't a pal. She she wasn't the kind of woman that she didn't ooze a femininity. She wasn't the type of woman that people. Family just, woman. Oh, she was a family woman. She was married. Mm. But she was also not feminine presenting. She was like feeling Lil's mom. Um, but like badass and former CIA. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Don't you hate when sexism keeps you from actually getting what you need to live? Exactly. Cause she was bomb. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. She caught she was good with numbers. She was almost like the uh old girl with the little board that they kicked off of the financial committee. Who? You know the senator that all the um rep, the congresswoman that always comes with her little board and does the math in front of people. I do not know. No. Let me look up her name, child. This they she's off. They kicked her off the committee. Strongest huh. woman with dry race board. Wow. Representative Katie Porter. Oh, I've heard that name before. Yeah, she's the one that did the math in front of all of those uh, bank CEOs. Okay. Yeah, she was kicked off of the, she's no longer on the financial services committee, which is actually a horrible. Mm. Yeah, like the, so Washington Post uh, has an op-ed right now. And the name of it is Katie Porter's off of the House Financial Services Committee. We're all worse off for it. So for anyone who's interested, if you're a Politico, go read it. It's a, it, I agree with 100% of the article. I'm typically not an op-ed girl. We'll actually link it in the show notes. But yeah, she's off of the House Financial Services Committee. And it sucks because she is the one who schooled that J.P. Morgan Chase CEO in that Senate, I mean, not Senate, but in that um, hearing about him basically making tens of millions of dollars annually, but the average teller making $16.50. And she asked, how could the average teller um, in a bank survive off $16.50 an hour? And he said he didn't know. Okay. In 4K. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Amanda girl, the poet. Let's talk about her before we wrap up politics. So. You know what? I love that girl. She is dope as hell. Mm -hmm. Honestly, her wearing, um, what was it? A cage bird ring. Who? Given to her by Oprah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's lit. That's the type of symbolism I needed to get me through this first she month. Said she wants to run for president, I think, in 2036. I think oh, that's what lit. I read. So it's lit, girl. What kind of policy are we talking about, girl? Exactly. I'm with it. I'm here, girl. But one more thing I need to say, and I need to get this off my chest really quick. For all of you black women who had something to say about her hair and saying that she did not have enough packs of hair in order to have her hair done, I'm going to need for you to let um, supremacy and 
hierarchy get that off is your so neck. Hurtful. I'm gonna need for you to try Jesus and not Amanda. I'm gonna need for you to re-examine why you act the way you act, especially because I know who you are. I saw you in 4K and we dragged you, and we just want to know if you you know, pride yourself on sisterhood. How could you talk about this young, phenomenal, amazing, dark-skinned black woman like this who told, even in her poem, talked about being raised by a single mom. She's talking Mm -hmm. about some amazing things and and really calling to carpet, right? Who we say we are as as a country and who we need to be as a country and how we need to show up. And that, that includes showing up as a better human being. So for any of y'all who has something to say about her hair, I want to challenge you. This is my charge to you to show up as a better person because why are you worried about her hair? Stop reducing black women to their looks. God don't like ugly and that's real ugly. Why would you like real recognized real you looking real unfamiliar out here in these streets, period. And if I see it, I'm going to call you out every single time. You know who you are. If you hear this podcast and you mad, open up your browser and go to www.idontgiveashit.com. Sorry for the vulgarity, but I just felt really strongly and I had to use my own platform to voice that concern. Because what y'all not going to do is talk about young 20-something college students who are trying to figure out the world you wouldn't want nobody to talk about your badass kids or their hair that you don't know how to do period y'all are ugly anyway Anyway. that's all we have for politics to get into some other pop culture news wheezy f baby Finally let us know why he was wilding out. I knew that was going to happen. During this election. I knew that was going to happen. As soon as I saw him, it was like we saw him in that photo with Trump, right? And then like a week and a half later, it said something about him him having federal weapons charges right he's he's gonna try to get a pardon i didn't Mm -hmm. think he was actually gonna get a presidential pardon but he and kodak black both got presidential pardons and you want to know the gag they both have the same attorney oh Mm -hmm. that's why they got they both were it wasn't random none of this stuff is random yeah, no. If I you that. look, if you actually take a take it another layer, and if you look at that full list of the pardons that Agent Orange made, all that stuff is very strategic. You got people who were months ago who were just getting dragged because they were part of that college scandal. They got pardoned. Huh? It's a very long, extensive list. I believe this it's man <laughs> seventy-two people or seventy-three this man people has got to stop. This is why we told y'all remove him from office the first time. Mm-hmm. So, list of about seventy-two, seventy-three people, and I bet you when the New York Attorney General goes and tries to file charges and goes to do what he needs to do, um, she needs to do. I bet you it's gonna go away. Because of the types of individuals that are on this pardon list, none of this stuff is random. For sure. There's a full list. I urge y'all to go look at it because in a few months, a lot of stuff going to play out. And then y'all can come back and be like, Nika told us. 
That is so ugly. Exactly. That's my word of the day. Everything is so ugly. Speaking of of ugly, so Danny Lay, um, girl. So can you give us the TLDR? Yeah, basically, she released this this song. It wasn't even a cute song. I don't know why you would cape for it. Like, girl, I don't know what kind of lean you was drinking. I don't know if the baby gave you some nice little E or whatever pills y'all was popping. That did not sound good in any respect. But she released a song that was talking about being light-skinned. She was like, my man love light-skinned girls, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> and then she decided to preview it on her social media or whatever. And then got upset because people criticized it. And I'm not sure what you expect when you release a song about talking about how you light skin and you love it here and your man love it here too. I'm not sure what kind of, you know, reaction you thought you was going to get. But girl, brown girls is up. It's not about the light skin girls no more. And we knew that. (laughs) Read the room. And then she decided that she was going to double down on that and be like, y'all are just haters. I love my light skinnedness. And then she realized that she don't really have that big of a following because the girls can't sing, quite frankly. And she decided to put out her little iOS press release, whatever y'all want to call it, her little video on IG talking about you know, I just sang the song and made it because that's how I feel and that's how my man feels. And I just feel like that's what I want to do. So I'm sorry if it made you feel a type of way, but I was just singing about what I like and I was just vibing. <laughs> it's too late, girl. And so people got it into it on Twitter, of course, because that's what people do. And <laughs> everybody started tweeting, well, both of my grandparents are black, so I don't know about you, but <laughs> I got two black parents, two black grandparents, two black great grandparents. What about you? Everybody black. Everybody oh, black. 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 <laughs> they black. And then somebody pulled out the receipts, which was a little embarrassing, girl. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so before I even drag her, I just got to say something. Nobody, literally nobody. Danny Lay, yellow bone, that's what he won't. <laughs> it's like she's trying to prove to us that she got the baby. And if you have to do that, you don't. Then maybe maybe you're just insecure. Not to mention your dude is for the streets. He's been for the streets since high school. Whole ass for the streets. He's (laughs) been for the streets since high school. But also for his baby mama, which she made plain and clear to us months ago. So I'm confused. And he always go back to her. Always. He always go back to her. She just snap her fingers. That's literally what sis If she want him back. All she got to do is just call him and he's going he's gonna to drop Danny Lay off right at the little bus stop that he picked her up from. And he's going to be right back with Mimi. He for the streets. And we knew that. But also, why would you make a song 
that uplifts and edifies light-skinned women as if they need it. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, I'm sorry. It's just a weird topic to, like, make a song about. It's like, girl, a you song. can this in you in and you can. A song you can that actually... she went and recorded in a studio in front of people. And that you didn't leave in a tuck and you didn't leave in the archive. You then presented it to us like we care. You tried to preview it like it was going to be a hit, sis. Like it was fire. And then on top of that, if you're going to double down on colorism, at, le- at least let it be a bop. So you gave us trash. That's music. what I'm saying. You gave it us was, it was TK47. What's his name? TKJ, whatever his name is. That's the type of songs that you gave us. Them little boys can get away with it. I'm sorry. Y'all let them get away with it. I don't listen to that crap. But y'all let them get away with it. And you don't you know damn well that's not your lane, sis. Come on. I'm confused. Because if it were me and I was dating someone and they came out with a song about yellow bone, that's what he want when my children are dark skinned, I'm dark skinned, the women in my life are dark skinned, but she's light skinned, I'm immediately done with her. Mm-hmm. Or him, because it, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I, especially if I have a young, impressionable child. But you know, hip hop well, is colorism. It right. has always been colorism. That, um, that video of Rick Ross talking about it came out or started circulating again. That mm-hmm. you know, I remember when I. But just Britney and mm-hmm. yeah, he was like, "Oh, I don't sign artists who." aren't attractive to me or what did he say some he was something like, along the lines of that bs y'all stop disrespecting dark-skinned black women to their face and it's in front of us like i just i'm gonna say it i was just having a conversation with a friend today while i was working because sometimes we do co-working and be on facetime while working so we have background noise and i was telling him i was just like it was refreshing for me to actually watch Kev on stage live one time when we went and it was fun. And I was like, how refreshing is it to view a comedian who doesn't use black women as a punchline? For real though. And he reminded me of that. He was like, you remember when you said that to me? Like, that's a part of the reason why I really like him because like, ever since you called that out, like I never realized it. Like most most black groups, black men, it, whether it's com- whether it's comedy or rap, their rap or comedy tends to have black women being the butt of the joke. Right. Yep. And y'all call them the kings of comedy, which like irks my soul because it's like you can be funny without having to throw black women under the bus. Like it's really possible, and y'all like t- y'all love to act like it's not possible, and I don't get it. I just never met a group a group of individuals, and I hate to generalize. This is not me saying all. This is just me uh, observation because I know how some of y'all will do. Stay out of my DMs if you don't want to get cussed out. But why would you be okay with like profiting from disrespecting your women, and why do you feel comfortable disrespecting your women so loudly for everyone else to to hear and see? Y'all make platinum tracks based on disrespecting black women and then you cast and typecast light-skinned or mixed or exotic looking women in the videos and we all know who you talking about in the song that's a fact you know what i mean 
And then how does it perpetuate? If you are a black girl and you went to school in the suburbs because your parents made money or, or had some type of affluent and uh, affluence and you decided that, you know, you i.e. wanted to go to private school or if you went to boarding school or if you went to school in a predominantly white area, you know. Because I, I have a lot of friends that fit that mold. How many times have you have you met a black guy in high school? And he, nobody, literally nobody, that black guy. I don't date black girls. They're loud and ghetto. Literally. and don't. So know, it's like our parents think that they're doing us a favor by putting us into these schools and these institutions because it's they have deemed it as better than what it was when they were growing up but our parents also don't understand the nuance and the trauma that we inherit and deal with because we are constantly being told some of the most disgusting things by people that look like us in front of white people in front of the white gays oh most definitely when i was in like fourth grade mm-hmm unprovoked a little boy was like i would never date her she too black sis like (laughs) and i'm not the darkest of the dark girls so what is that really saying about our society like y'all are and what does that say to the darker skinned women and what does that say about people who are teaching their children this? Like, What are you teaching your kids at home that somebody in fourth grade can say that to you? What are you teaching your kids when you, your son, is saying, I only date mixed chicks or light-skinned chicks? Mm-mm. When I wasn't interested in your son. And also, his mama is the most beautiful dark woman ever. So... I'm confused. It starts at home. Is it self-hate or is it self-hate? It starts at home. Your kids don't just pick up these traits. They They just don't decide. It's not just society either. Because I think a lot of people love to be like, oh, they just watch too much TV. What is, how is TV made? How is it perpetuated? What drives what is put on television? I watch TV. I watch a lot of TV. And let me tell you something. As much Power Rangers and Doug and Arthur as I watched growing up, growing up, I knew that I could not be an aardvark. I knew I could not be a rabbit. I knew that I could not be stoop kids sitting on a stoop. I knew I could not have a, have a dog named Porkchop. Like, I knew. Why? Because my mother told made sure I understood. Reinforcement from parenting. In reality. My mother also made sure I understood the beauty in all people and I accepted all people for who they were and who they present themselves to me to be. But what I'm saying is, like, your kids don't just get this colorist crap from nowhere, out of nowhere. What are you saying around your children when you don't think they can hear you? Hmm. Who are you you letting showing them? What are you showing your kids? What are your kids listening to? That cousin? Cognizant. Let me tell you something. But also, just in general, like, with this whole Danny Lay thing, it's also I think we also need to have a conversation about the agency that we're giving these celebrity girls and guys to be able to affect the culture like this because – Somebody cleared her to be able to preview that song or whatever. 
she paid money to record that and be able to, you know, sing it or whatever. I'm pretty sure she signed at this point, ain't she? So Yeah, she said that she was in the studio vibing, so who was the sound engineer? Like, nobody thought to question this. Where is was the friend that was in there drinking and was vibing? What about the manager that clears it? What about the label exec that clears it? There's a bunch of people that this song probably went across their desk and they didn't see anything wrong with it because they truly believe that Yellowbone is that is what he wants. But the issue is they like they don't even consider that colorist or that no. is an issue. I saw a multitude of clubhouse rooms. Majority oh, of them were hosted by people who were rappers or managed rappers or rapper adjacent, and they didn't understand why people were so upset. And there were light skinned women on the stage oh, telling them that this is wrong and that as a light skinned woman, they held privilege and they would never fix their mouth to say yellow bone. That's what he want when they, they literally visually see their dark skinned friends get less than and get treated mm-hmm. a certain way because they're darker literal violence is committed against women who are darker skin like i've seen it on way too many occasions to count it's ridiculous even how dark dark skin women are paid literally girl it was just irresponsible that's all we have for our just the sip segment so we can move on to uncorked um this week in y'all a mess <sighs> y'all got a girl deported from bali and this is on, why on the basis of what on the basis of what on the basis of race not blame on the basis of race and sex on the basis of sex isn't that a whole movie about yes uh, about ruth bader ginsburg ginsburg <laughs> y'all know i'd be fucking up her name i'm done <laughs> yes uh so let's dive in this is a lot so i'm gonna let you give the story because you're an excellent storyteller am i you okay. are Give us the well, basically, basically, Mamiana got on the internet as y'all mm-hmm. do. She got on Jack's and decided, app. Yep, on Jack's app, on Beyonce's internets, mm-hmm. and decided that she was gonna make a thread. The thread says, "Moving out of America in my twenties has been a game changer. I've been living in Bali, Indonesia, for over a year with my girlfriend." A thread. Mm-hmm. Who says this is why you don't put your information on the internet? <sighs> I know you you're trying to help people, but you put it behind a paywall and call it a day. To was be she honest. trying to help people? Was she? I don't know. <laughs> or was she trying to sell an ebook? I don't know, sis, but I wouldn't put all in, my. We living in an era. I'm not sure if you notice it, but I see it all over my timeline. Everybody has an ebook about everything. Absolutely. And most of these people are not subject matter experts about anything. <laughs> and aren't. They took one class, if that. This they one took girl, one Skillshare, Skillshare class. <laughs> this one girl lost 100 pounds, right? 
she was like, um, if you have, I've had a lot of questions about how I lost a hundred pounds and I compiled all of my thoughts in an ebook and you can buy it. No, ma'am. You are not a nutritionist. Right. And so my homegirl bought the ebook after I told her not to, you know, Oh no. And when she got the ebook, literally the first two pages she could find and they were directly copied and pasted from WebMD. Oh no. They copy and paste same font. Oh no. I'm she not surprised. Even... That's not that's what um old girl did. What's her name? Simone B. Ain't that what she did for her little ebook? Is that the girl with the high pitched voice that's annoying? Mm-hmm. 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 That'd be like um baby boy or something. Yes. Baby oh, girl. Oh baby yeah. girl. Yeah, she Stop giving y'all hard on earned coins in a freaking recession to these scammers. They scamming. <laughs> They're not no get rich. See, but that's scheme. not even a scam. It's more like you put in time and hard work and effort to make like an ebook about something that you didn't even put the same energy into learning about. And for what? So you can or pass on flawed information to other people? What's the point? It's terrible. And then so let me tell you something. How it started was homegirl with that tweet. She had a whole thread. She had an ebook. And then what happened to her? Oh, I didn't know she had an ebook. Yeah, she, she that's where the ebook conversation came Ooh. from. She put all her information about that's how awkward. to move to Bali in the ebook and, and was selling it. You can get that. I'm gonna just let y'all know right now. If y'all trying to do that for real, you can get that from Travel Noir, where they are are, are actually subject subject matter experts. But here's the gag. Can teach that. How can she teach somebody how to move to Bali when she was there on a travel visa that had yes, this, Again, this is why you don't put things on the internet when all your ducks ain't in a row. Because that's how you get yourself in trouble. Because Bali has been closed there. and is closed it sure for has. tourists until at least February 7th. That's what I thought. And they don't, I don't think they're, I think um, there's at one point before the pandemic, they were talking about they was going to close it to anybody who wasn't a couple, which was a little questionable. But anyway, yes, as Neek said, sis, I guess, allegedly had a hand, I mean, a, a ebook talking about how she moved to Bali. She said how she paid $400 a month for a tree house that she had a graphic design business and was able to sustain herself that way while living with her girlfriend. Honestly, when I read the thread at first, I thought it was beautiful because she was living her best life, it seemed like, with her girlfriend, making a living, and not under the thumb of American capitalism. Honestly, that sounds like a dream to me. I didn't mm-hmm. know she was selling an ebook though. Ooh, for $30, our Bali life is yours. <sighs> See, here's the thing, sis. She Bali. was also telling queer people that they should move to Bali because it's queer she friendly. Sure did. When she actual did. people from Indonesia are getting slaughtered and beaten oh, for being no, queer. Oh, no, sis. So you just didn't do your research is what I'm hearing. That's Or she didn't take awkward. the time to understand that she's privileged being from the U.S. She's still a U.S. citizen, so they can't treat her, even with her being abroad they can't treat her like they would treat other people because the because in her mind and in theirs the u.s will come and collect her but sis you're black 
See, and they got Twitter, your black ass right Twitter on up out of detectives. their country. Twitter will be detectives on that ass. Mm. So you missed the part where she, let me tell you something, sis. She got on Clubhouse and was arguing with people on oh, Clubhouse. Oh, no. And that's why Clubhouse going to be the death of y'all. <laughs> it ain't going to catch me, but y'all better be careful. She got on Clubhouse and I didn't I didn't know about this part until I was on Clubhouse randomly the other day cuz I really haven't been on it that often. I I go on and I go on there in spurts. And she literally was going off and was saying I do this and I do that and of course you piss people off and they're going to do research. I oh, think a lot no. of it was genuinely people being upset that she is essentially t- telling and advertising people to move to Bali in the middle of a global pandemic and it's not her country. And I also think a lot of it was also jealousy that she had the fortitude to even leave the country and go somewhere mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Two I think it can be both. True. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah. Ooh, that's a, that's a hard one for me in particular. I definitely want to live outside the country um, but I will acknowledge that it's escapism and it's definitely something that you have to weigh in your mind and then also be respectful to the country that you're an expat in. Like, girl, mm-hmm. don't be out here telling people to move to a country, first of all, that's closed during a pandemic. So like mm-hmm. awkward timing and weird ass timing from you. But and also giving Christopher Columbus. At first I was yeah. mad when people said that but when I thought about it, I'm like well, no, well, they're bringing is. strange diseases and strains that that of of coronavirus that Bali is working like so hard. Advertising and offering this place that is not yours to offer. Like yeah. if if Bali or Indonesia in general wanted to be a country that was allowing people to come into their country, they would have done something like Bermuda did, where they offered a visa for people to come and stay, and that's like from the government. And you have to pay a fee to do so and, you know, uh, fill out an application and such. They would do citizenship. Right. Let the country handle that. Let the politicians and the people who govern that country handle that. Maybe it doesn't have to be you. Maybe you can share your story a different way. Maybe you can Mm -hmm. just be a travel blogger like everybody else in the world and put your pictures on Instagram and call it a day. Stop trying to ebook us, ebook, ebook us, and sell knowledge that you don't have. That's to all the millennials out there. Stop trying to sell us knowledge that you don't have. You're not a subject matter expert. You're not like because you want to sit down and read about the history of the problem or the subject that you're trying to teach other people. If you go on Clubhouse right now, you just scroll through people's bios. Every If your bio begins with, I help millennials, and then insert random service you think you provide, nine times out of ten, you do not have the expertise to, to even offer anything. This is why academia is so, is the way that it is right now. Because people refuse to do their research and talk about and look at the, histo- the history of whatever they're trying to study or write a paper on or what have you. Because you need to be up on what's already been said, what's already out there in the landscape, what's already been peer reviewed. That's a real thing, (laughs) y'all. What's already been reviewed by your peers, by other experts in the field so that you're not basically duplicating what somebody else has said. Or if you're trying to be innovative, 
you need to make sure that somebody hasn't thought of that already. That's how you be the most innovative and also, you know, the next person to actually bring the field forward. But y'all, y'all don't want to do that. Y'all just want to make a quick buck, which is like, exactly. (laughs) And if you actually move to Bali to like live, then you will go through the proper channels to establish citizenship and pay taxes. You see what I'm saying? Literally. You don't don't go in on a tourist visa that expired and then you stayed. And then instead of going back and following the law, you, you know, broke the law. And then you you told people that you broke the law. Exactly. Girl, y'all got to be smarter. You You have to be smarter. You violated. So like there was a press release from the Ministry of Justice and Human Rights and it stated that she in fact violated the 2011 immigration laws article 75 for endangering public safety by inviting people to Bali during a pandemic and article 122 Mm -hmm. for violating the purpose of her visa see and it's right there in the law girl it's right there written in ink come on sis come on you can't even blame nobody for that. And I also want to add, they made no mention of her partner. Right. I was going to ask this about stage, that. stage, she is only being detained at the immigration office. And that was as of the 19th. I that did see that awful. she somehow hired some random black man to be her attorney. I don't know where he came hmm. from with his matlock Maybe looking she pulled suit. him out of that um, black expat community she had been tweeting about. Yeah, because it says, yeah, and it says um, her partner will be accompanying her on the next available flight back to the U.S. and she will not be allowed back to Indonesia for six months. Oh, their visa extension was due to expire expire that Sunday. So this past Sunday that just passed. Wow, girl. You got They even better. followed this girl to the airport and took photos. The the Bali government, Indonesian government, That's wild. to make sure that everyone knew that she was leaving the country. That. And there's photos of her getting checked out with her partner, and it says, "Miss Gray and her girlfriend are flying out of Bali tonight via Jakarta, where they will board a flight home the next day." And it says here they are at the airport, like literally, like, Mm. and, and I think for me, there's two, two things here. Number one, I saw a lot of tweets that I translated into English that were very racist and anti-black and also homophobic. Number two, a lot of y'all here in the United States where I didn't have to translate, where we kept referring to this girl as a bitch and saying all of these very disgusting things. What she did was wrong. You don't have to call her out of her name and be disrespectful. You don't. We get the point. Y'all done got her deported from the country. Like, like y'all made the point. If she can come back in six months, so clearly she ain't do that much because they would have banned her. For real, though. I think, I mean, I think as always, social media blows things up. I agree, she was wrong, and I, mm, there's a lot to go into it, but I'll just leave it at that. I agree, she was wrong. <sighs> Y'all gotta stop. Um, 
Y'all they got her up out of here, but Russell yeah. Simmons still there, living comfortably. That nigga, because he got the money to do so. Let's be honest. They gonna keep him because he got money to feed into the economy. And if you want to be an expat for real, that's what you really got to do to make sure. If you trying to violate any other rules, at the very least, make sure you keeping the economy afloat. Because you know, money talk. Yeah, because he sold all his money and his, uh, not all his money, he sold all his property um, in his Hollywood Hills home and went over to Bali. And we all know that there's no extradition treaty to the United States Mm. and Indonesia. So he went so he could be a creep over there because a bunch of women were about to. He was going to get him the fuck out of here over here. Exactly. But then he surfaces in the Hamptons and he surfaces in certain places. And then by the time people can catch up with him, he's all, he's back in Bali. That's not somebody who, let me tell you something. Before that whole thing, Russell Simmons was very active and very out here. And people knew where he was and people saw him. He sure was. So let's not pretend. But also, at the end of the day... There's right and there's wrong. The situation is very gray. I understand where sis was coming from, but sis, if you really want to do it, do it the right way so you will have grounds to stay where you are and you won't be treated, you know, all types of crazy. Because now they have painted you as an entitled foreigner who believes in gentrification and, and you know, colonization. When that's, that may not have been your intent. Your intent was just to go somewhere cheaper and have a better quality of life because she got so tired of basically working gig to gig. She worked in digital marketing yeah. um, up and lived in L.A. where it was very, very expensive. And she just really wanted a chance to breathe, which everyone wants. For sure. Again, escapism because our country is the trailer trash park (laughs) exactly and also you could have had it if it hadn't been for your meddling thumbs going on twitter Mm, twitter fingers they're gonna get you every time crazy i mean look what it did to me so anyways (laughs) guess we won't be busting it down in baliana i guess not (laughs) They made it real. The girls made it real hard. <laughs> Remember, that's where I was trying to go for my third. I know. They're making it real hard for us to travel outside the United States, to be honest with you. Y'all giving everybody a bad name about black Americans, and I'm tired of it. Right. Because Toby was helping me plan my 30th birthday to Bali, in which I too was going to create an ebook on how you <laughs> can. Go to Bali for your third year. And birthday. move into a treehouse and, and move into a make tree house while taking baths with your girlfriend. I'm sorry, that last part was rude, but I'm just saying, like, girl, come on, <laughs> like, stop putting you your business on the internet. <laughs> it's not hard. Why are y'all determined to lead lives that other people can basically have a wide open view into? What is y'all's obsession with it? I don't get it. All you had to do was take all the photos, keep them in the tuck, 
right? Or you could have posted them in real time and lied by ha- by doing the hashtag late post. So right. if you do hashtag late post, they don't know when you was in Bali busting Girl, it down. It's and you really could be right there. You could put in a different it. location if you wanted to. Mm. I'm just very confused. Y'all are determined to have everybody in your business. And then when people get in your business, you get upset. Which one is it? Make it make sense. So it's <laughs> like you include me in your business. But then when I ask you for updates, because at this point you on season four and you've been sharing since season one and we trying to put two and two together. You mad because <laughs> you, you saying I'm in your business. Don't do that. But you put me in here. I didn't want to be in here. You share this with me. You place me in the room. You place me. You invited me to the clubhouse room. Okay. I didn't need to know that you like to bathe with your girlfriend in a sea of flowers. I didn't need to see a photo of it. Mm-mm. I didn't. I didn't need to know y'all bought a tree house for four hundred dollars a month. Why do I know all of this about you, and I don't even know your first name? I don't know your first name, sis. <laughs> y'all got y'all must be stopped. Y'all gonna learn one day. <laughs> Hopefully, when it's not too late. <laughs> And I'm telling you, y'all let them two founders from Silicon Valley create that app, that chit chat app that y'all be on, and y'all be over here telling them all your business and all the all of the crimes As if that, that y'all data committed. is just going into the abyss. Since they're keeping it, they're keeping y'all all of stupid. the data. One day we're going to have a tech takeover episode and we're going to talk all about funding, valuation. We're going to we talk sure about is. data privacy. Y'all need to learn Jesus. Nothing is safe. <laughs> You're not safe. And you sharing so much of your information. And I just, I want better for you and the girls. But yeah, like, I think the moral of this story, if you want to bust down in Baliana, okay, you can buy my ebook for $34.99. You get and a, like, I too. Bellini with it. Yes, it comes with a Bellini. You get Recipe. a choice of the flavors: peach or grape or mango. Mango sounds good. Because I'll take in one Bali, with the mango. Can Bali, I get a family and friends discount? Yes, you for you personally, Toby. Me. You can purchase my ebook for thirty two ninety nine. Oh wow! What a discount. Honestly, I love a it generous here. black business. Exactly. I'm such a generous queen. And also, for those who are interested in my ebook about busting it down in Bali, the code to get your 1% off is bitch, you tried it. Okay, so next segment. Um <laughs> so for this week's sip happens. What's going on with you, girl? I need a vacation. Everybody getting on my nerves. That's a a whole word. Like, I just feel like I just over-indexed on working and worrying about work and the world and everything going on. And I really just need, like, a break. Or, like, honestly, revolutionary. If I just had a day to myself with my calendar blocked off and nobody ping me or nobody bother me and just let me work and, get, and do what I need to do, that would be perfect. Just one day. So I think that I'm taking that into consideration with my weekly schedule. I think I'm trying to block off a certain day during the week. Yeah. Every week. And... 
I'm not allowing any meetings to be set on that day and I can do whatever I want with that day. Yeah. That's what I'm going to start doing as well is managing my schedule a little bit better and telling people no. Yeah. I did it at first and typically Wednesday is that day for me and I like it because that's the middle of the week and it allows me to do like a, a look back and then a look ahead and just reconcile what all I need to do. I also decided that I wanted to start posting my priorities for the week every week so people know what I'm focused on for the week. And if it's not those top three things, then they need to leave me alone. Well, there it is. It's not that I don't want to talk to you, but it's basically like if it's not these, these three things are top priority. If it's not these three things then it is an, a lower priority. And if if it's not urgent and if the world is not on fire, you don't need to blow me up about something that can be done next week. Period. Because like my mentor taught me in my first role out of college, failure to plan on your part does not constitute an emergency on my behalf. That's a word. Something to remember on both sides. Okay. How are you? What's going on in Toby's world? Too much. That's all I really have to say. I got too much going on. Too much. No, too much. <laughs> Luther was wrong. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> I just wanted to see him in concert once. I don't understand. Same. Like, I but yeah, to. there's too much going on. Um, but you know what? By the end of May, I would have been, I will have been better for it. I would have gotten my degrees. I would have had more knowledge in this little big brain of mine. You know? You're real close. You're yeah. almost there. I think as you get closer, you get more annoyed and ready for it to be over. Because you're just like, look, I, this is cute, but I'm I'm tired. I'm trying to stay motivated. I'm trying to stay excited about what I'm doing. Because honestly, this semester, I have some pretty lit classes, but... It's just hard to be an adult learner sometimes. Especially if you're working <laughs> and it, like college was so much easier when that was our only job and we weren't sensitive and we didn't feel like the things that happened in the news and the world impacted us. I don't know if it's because we were privileged enough to have like people in government that weren't trying to like stage a coup or whatever I can imagine that being in college right now as a college student is extremely stressful because all of them are stuck at home they don't get a full experience even those who are in grad school and professional school being an adult learner plus pandemic is a wild time to be in school it really is but that's fine. You know, I'm I'm excited. I All I can say is I'm excited for the next chapter. Yeah. And you know and what? Like, I'm turning the page. I can see the end of this chapter. Exactly. And I'm just reaching for. And I can't wait until this is over so we can drink lots of champagne and talk about, talk about how you made it. And then then we can come up with a strategy so you can sell an ebook about going to grad oh. school in a pandemic because right. you too for the price of $34.99 can right. learn how to survive during a pandemic absolutely because y'all look out at, for me emotionally unavailable 
um, we help millennials learn how to thrive in global pandemics. For the price of $59.99. With a 1% discount code EDGES. The paywall is coming, people. <laughs> so, for our wind down this week. Hmm. So, of course, it's coming from our best and greatest show, Sex in the City. And so, yes. I... Well, it's a two-parter. Because we'll start before we go into the Sex and City question of the episode. I want to know... What does dating look like for you post-pandemic? Because <laughs> the people are thirsty. I feel like people are people are thirsting over Tyler Perry. Yes. I feel like medium ugly dudes are really gonna make a comeback post-pandemic. I feel like they're really gonna be out here winning because y'all don't know how to finesse because and understand that you the prize so i feel like y'all are gonna flock to these men and flaw flaw all over them and give them all this attention it's gonna make their heads bigger yuck yeah big yuck we hate to see it but you know Mm -mm. i don't like that my homegirl was like you say that to guys that are dating that that are trying to date you why are you not nice to them i'm like have you met men why would i be nice to them oh. plus i'm nice the majority of them literally get off on you being mean to them that's the I that's mean, the that's issue that i had a guy once tell me that like he didn't like girls who are nice to him like that was most part of them of the don't for him most of them don't and i'm i hate to speak for men because i hate to ever advocate for men but <laughs> but i kid you not most of the time i'm dead serious and they think i'm joking and they think that i'm flirting yeah especially the new york ones they love that shit i'm like i am i'm not flirting with you i really meant it my friend said i'm mean <laughs> though because um somebody was like oh you should make a snow angel and i was like you can go play in traffic and they were like dude th did that warrant that why why are you telling i'm like this is just my friend like this is my homeboy i know him she was like you tell your homeboy to go play in traffic because he told you to make a snow angel i was like because i'm allergic to snow and i will literally melt if i go out there you're the audacity of snow? him huh how are you allergic to snow how you Girl, become allergic to snow it's story. water Long story. I'm not allergic I'm to water. Serious. I'm allergic to snow. I'm allergic okay. to cold weather. All right. We could talk about it at a different time. Yeah. But now, what was the question? The second question. The first, uh, the my answer to the first question is that dating post pandemic is going to be a hot mess. People second gonna date going to be in Bali. Uh, the first day gonna be in Paris. The second day gonna be in Bali. We're gonna get a treehouse. We're gonna sell an ebook. Mm -hmm. Maybe get a dog. Maybe have a bubble bath. By the fifth oh, day, and by the fifth day, we gonna have a massive breakup on Clubhouse. Yeah, for all to see, because everybody should be in our business. Everybody. Nah, but I think <laughs> dating post-COVID for me, 
feel right. <laughs> no, I'm not okay. I think I'm gonna just be a hoe. And oh. I don't want to say, and the reason I've why heard I that from so many people, <laughs> honestly, I'm so sorry, Toby's dad. If you get this far, I'm dead. <laughs> hey, dad. <laughs> I feel like dating post dating post pandemic for me. What? No, I'm not gonna say hoe because I don't believe in labels, and I really don't believe in calling people hoes. I, that's that Southern Baptist judgmental crap coming out Slush of me. Mm. Slut shaming. There's nothing more Carolinian. No, but anyway, I feel like the world is going to be my oyster post pandemic. I'm single. I'm cute. I'm paid. I have no children. And I'm going to do what I want. Period. That's, I ain't got that's... no responsibilities except to take care of myself and pay my bills on time. And be the, black and the die. The three Fs. The three Fs. So, <laughs> All I got to do is stay black and die. Exactly. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. You just do you and I'm going to do me. But yeah, like I think that that's, that's where we are. Like I'm not. I'm with it. Yeah. Like if if I like you, I like you. I'm, I might give you a little free trial if you don't meet the bar. Then mm-hmm. subscription ended. Them free trial. Them subscriptions gonna be about fifteen days too mm-hmm. because this pandemic has taught a lot of people we don't have time to waste. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because a good time. Not a long Sometimes time. Sometimes a long time, but probably not. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just going to enjoy life post-pandemic. I also feel like I'm going to travel a lot. So I, I feel like I'm never going to be home. I'm going to be I'm everywhere. I'm ready for the friendcations and the vacations again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready for the friendcations. I don't know about these vacations y'all be talking about. Oh, they're so fun, though. They are fun unless you're dating somebody over 35. Oh, I don't know about that life. Yeah, if you dating somebody, uh-uh, I can't over be dating them. Five, then it's then it's then it's a uh, one and done, or it's I'll try. I mean, I oh no, try. I'm good, boy. <laughs> I'm real good on that. Cause they be having what ED? Oh no, Jesus! Oh no, no, that's no. one thing. That's post pandemic dating. We're not messing with y'all, ED. Y'all better figure it out. Let me tell you something. <laughs> This pandemic is probably the worst thing that could ever happen to the quick pumpers and the ED. Go to a doctor. Go to a doctor. Maybe eat some veggies. You know, drink drink water. water. You know, (laughs) buy my ebook. Yeah, on supplements, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. It's called not ninety nine. Yep, it's called Do- Not Dr. Sebi Smoothies. That's the name of my ebook. Because <laughs> they are not serving y'all well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I yeah, think that's this... what post-pandemic dating is going to be like. It's going to be What's wild. What's your second question? My second question. In a gravity-free world of anything goes, what constitutes cheating? Ooh. Okay. 
I don't understand what she was talking about in the first part, but I'm in a gravity free world where anything goes. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie. Just anything. Carrie. And she I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> and I can't help but wonder in a gravity free world. Where anything goes, what constitutes cheating? Carrie, if you don't take your old broke ass somewhere. <laughs> she really was broke. Broke. And they romanticized her brokenness. And then she had a dude who had money and she wouldn't accept the no. money from him and then she was yelled broke. at Charlotte for not offering her a check because Charlotte got alimony. Girl, if you don't get your... But Charlotte got alimony, but also Charlotte was rich. She came from money. Yeah. That don't mean that she has to lend you jack shit, girl. She didn't have to lend her anything. Period. Big gave her the money. She should have took it. She should have took it because to me that was for pain and suffering. All that foolishness he put That's her, her put her through. I'm alimony for that ass. And not to mention, you were in this situation because you merged your apartment with your fiance and then you left him. Girl. These these were decisions that you made. If anything, they should have put he should have put her out on the street and stayed in the unit. Him and the dog. And Aiden should have took her in all her shoes and put her right oh, on the street. Oh, what? Aiden. You know he wouldn't have done that. He was too in love with her. We're he getting was off so topic. in love with her. Anyways. Um, the question is, what constitutes cheating? I guess what she meant, like, in a gravity-free world. So, like, in a world where people feel like they can do anything, they have access to anything, the world is their oyster. And, oh. the, like, also, like at that point there was no falling because like when you think about when sex in the city came out that was like when people were living their best life oh post 80s when things were still affordable <laughs> people women were making money men were making money things weren't right. so expensive 9-11 didn't ha- hadn't happened yet um the great recession Everybody hadn't happened so yet excited to be outside without yeah. masks exactly what constitutes well, cheating in a world where you can have anything and you anything can do anything and carry oh, white this, woman world? This wasn't the episode where um, she was with the guy who like brought her to the party and he had been with like everybody at the party, was it? Do you remember that? No, you talking about the, ep- the episode where she dated the bisexual guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't that episode. Oh, okay. Well, in general, I think cheating is if you are doing something that your partner would be upset about, like in like a very um, reasonable way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I think if you, cause like, I I really feel like emotional cheating is definitely a thing. I feel like it happens often, especially with people who um have been together a while. Mm-hmm. Like if you are hiding text messages or, you can't let your spouse like go through your phone camera for any reason at all or even like your computer like if you if your spouse i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it at spouse because i think that gray areas become real gray when you're talking about anything besides being in a long okay maybe i should say long-term relationship Mm -hmm. if you're in a long-term monogamous relationship with somebody I think that cheating means 
if you can't open up your computer and let your spouse use your computer without you being worried that your text message is going to come through or they're going to see a raunchy picture of something that they shouldn't be seeing or they might get upset about something like that or they might see a Facebook message that's going to get them upset, that's cheating. And then everything beyond that. Yeah, so you're talking about at a basic level, what where the line from flirting and or whatever ends yeah. and cheating begins, it will be like if I open your phone and it looks like what's that what's that politician that went to jail? Andrew Spicer. Sure. It's a lot of politicians. Oh, is it Andrew Weiner? I don't know. I don't know. You know you know the um politician that was like sexting people from his government phone the white guy and it was like a late night tv scandal slash anyway um so for me i would agree plus one i would also say actually cheating it's like (laughs) going on dates with people (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my um, gosh, like in um, Brown Sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my divorce. My divorce. <laughs> like stuff like that, for sure. I'm not going to get upset with you for being friends with someone of the opposite sex, though, because some of y'all no. take it. Y'all, are d- y'all do the most. I y'all don't will. have time to be chasing y'all after you. People's Twitter threads because you feel like something is happening behind your back. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't have time to be in your phone. I don't have time to be monitoring who your friends are. If I have to do all of that, we then I need to be, be single. Like we should yeah. not be together. And some of y'all need to like come to terms that your dude or your girl or your person is for the streets. Right. Or that y'all just aren't a good match. Y'all not a good match. It'd be like that sometimes. Like, since you in an open relationship and don't even realize it. Like, that's a mm -mm, mm -mm. not me. Couldn't be me, though. Couldn't be me, though. (laughs) (laughs) Works for you, though. (laughs) But if you buy my ebook, uh uh, (laughs) we could teach you how to get out of all of that, sis. I can lead you to freedom. Payment of. $58.99. $58.99 with a 2% discount. (laughs) And the code is RAP. W-R-A-P or R-A-P? Figure it out. (laughs) Try both. 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 (laughs) Yes. I think that makes sense to me. Okay. Well, I think we're, for the first time in a long time, we're in agreement. (laughs) aligned we're aligned <laughs> stamp of alignment <laughs> you know i say you know mm-hmm. how people say stamp of approval stamp of approval stamp of alignment because that never happens but i guess what a broken clock can be right twice That's a day true. Exactly. Um. so so for our next segment poor play this mm. is our sex topic segment you know how we get <laughs> What's the sex topic of the week? 
Mm, this also comes from Sex in the City, and it's a question, and it says, are all men freaks? And I believe this is season two, episode three of Sex in the City, where all of the women were engaged in entanglements with some pretty weird guys. Yeah. Oh, is this the one where Miranda was trying butt stuff with that dude from her running group? I think so. I get all of these mixed up. I think so. Let me just look it up real quick while we. Well, I can start answering. Are all men freaks? I would say no. Some of y'all are real vanilla and it's real boring. Some? Most, to be honest, it's like one in like five, maybe one in 10, who will actually do some adventurous shit with you i heard because you know i'm saved and sanctified this was the episode where carrie dated all of those weird freaks um like the one who was yelling at the people in line at the um, movie theater um, that was also the date where Samantha's date wore dog collars and then she went home with him and she went to the bathroom and came out and he like harnessed himself in the apartment. <laughs> he wanted to be dominated. I guess it was it was awkward though because they never had a conversation about it. She just oh. came out the bathroom looking for him, and he then was he was ready. like, "I'm in the closet." Oh and she was, yes, I remember that. She left him there too. She was like, "I'm not, I'm she leaving." Sure it, she said, "I'm not with it." I mean, if it was too much for Samantha, yeah, like it was a lot. So, a um, let's see. <sighs> so I think. In this instance, they were trying to figure out if all men were freaks, like weird or had these weird qualms. I am going to take it a step further and just ask the general question about like sex. Are all men freaks? You said most are vanilla. I would, I would say majority. Yeah. I'm being nice. I'm being too nice. Nice for what? Nice for what? Like, Like, no. Genuinely, most people are a lot more conservative than they like to let on. For sure. And maybe that's, like, partly because of vulnerability, which, like, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're too busy, like, worrying about what other people think that they don't even want to be open with their partner and explore other things. And there's also instances where people tend to treat sex as an act that they are doing to another person as opposed to an act that they are both engaged in and actively participating. Yeah, y'all don't be wanting to have fun. Y'all don't be wanting to play. You just be wanting to, like, get a nut off, which is, like, really, to be honest, really boring. When you focused on the nut, I think that that's a great, um, a great, oh gosh, what's the word? I think it's great to want to nut. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also important to understand that 
y'all are just like enjoying each other's company in an intimate way mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. take that for what it is exactly and also intimacy is not sex sex yeah. is not intimacy and foreplay is not sex have fun foreplay is not sex I, have I know a whole bunch of people that would Again. argue with you, but don't you worry because we're going to have it this week. Y'all get on our page and tap in. We're going to talk about it. Exactly. Let us know. You had me read You had me read that book. I'm still digesting it. Which one? The book about pleasure. Oh, pleasure activism. Shout out. Yeah. It's a mood. It's a vibe. It's it a is. way of life. It's, it sure is. It is amazing. So I would say, yeah, most aren't. They could be if they opened right. up their, their minds and their wallets. <laughs> yes. You know, open up your heart, open up your mind, and open up your wallet. And maybe you too. For the low cost of fifty nine ninety nine, can purchase my ebook to learn how to not be so vanilla. Okay, so that's the end of poor play. <laughs> Yo, this episode they're gonna. Sorry, y'all. I really cannot take myself seriously this episode. I love y'all, like, like, but this is the where catch we up are. is in the bio. That's all I'm saying. You know, you win some, you lose some. I hope this is interesting to y'all, but I'm tired and I need a vacation. So We all need a vacation. So here come the outro. Yes. For the sustainability tip this week, um, since we're still in January, that means it's still, there's still time Mm -hmm. to start something new in the new year. I would suggest picking a room in your house that you can start changing over all of your products to sustainable products. For instance, I am changing over my bathroom. I got a new disposable razor. I got new face cloths, like the little round face rounds that I can wash over and over again. Um, What else did I get? I got a bunch of stuff. If you tune into my Instagram, I'll be showcasing it at some point. Not sure when. But I'm super excited about it. You know me. But yeah, I would suggest picking one room. It's really hard to do like the whole house. That's, Mm -hmm. it's really like, don't do that. But one room, like the bathroom and bonus points, if you can find indigenous or black owned products that are also sustainable. There's a lot out there. Do your research. Look on my page for some ideas. Thank you. You are very welcome. Because I feel like you dragged me because I, at the top of Saturday, decided that I wanted to go Marie Kondo and throw out things that didn't spark joy. And those things are still in the middle of my living room because I just was like, okay. Anyway, so... (laughs) I'll get to them tomorrow. So our affirmation for this week, I celebrate my victories and embrace my failures as opportunities to grow. 
Here is a friendly reminder that your life is the sum of all of your choices, both good and bad. So you can't have the good without the bad. And seriously, any failure is literally an opportunity for you to reflect and pivot. That's it. It doesn't define you and you don't have to continue to like feel like you need to be overly apologetic for a mistake that you've made. Smile and move. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to be deeper, but my brain is broken. I feel like that's pretty deep. So y'all so, settle on that. Simmer on it. Yeah, I'm gonna let you simmer like some of y'all mamas do fabuloso on the stove. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. I love you, girl. Just one.